Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Barrett here again, host of Truth is Truth podcast in season three of the year 2022. This will be episode three and a recount of where we have been and where we are heading if we do not heed God's word. And before we get into this, I just want to say as I sit here in my beautiful office that, that we added on to the home to allow me to do these podcasts that I hope have been a benefit to some people that it's been just a sheer blessing to be able to get into God's Word and to do uh, what He has asked me to do in bringing forth these podcasts. And although there'll be people that won't agree with what I say or what I believe, the fact is is that this podcast is based on truth, and that's why it's called Truth is Truth Podcast. And my heart is for helping people understand how to apply God's word to our lives. It's not to get into some uh, deep theology um, that some get into and uh, don't know that I'm even capable of doing that kind of deep theology. But what I do know is that I have Jesus in my heart and God gives me these things to give to you. And this uh, podcast is going to be uh, in the book of Joel. And for reference, the verses you will hear are from the Old Testament of the King James Version, which in my opinion is the most beautiful version of God's holy word translated to us. Some will say that the Old Testament is just that, old and outdated, and not for us. But that is far from the truth. The whole Bible is for our reading, with the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding through the Holy Spirit that we needed in the past, that we need now, and that we will need tomorrow and every day after. If you have not the Holy Spirit within you, you will not understand God's word. We have no understanding without God. And that is something that we just seem to throw in the back corner today. As as we look at the things going on in the world, not understanding that God has seen all that we are going through, all we've been through, and all that we are going to go through. It's not a mistake. It's just who God is. And he's given us his word to have that understanding. But we have to have Jesus in our hearts, the Holy Spirit living within us, to truly understand God's word. And if you don't have that, you will not understand truly what God is trying to give us through his word. I'm only going to give a few scriptures from Joel as I hope you will open the word of God and follow along. I want to relate what Joel was giving to the people back then as it is relative to now and also back then. We are looking to the past to see the present and future because God's word is eternal. 
and is true today as it was then because we know that God sees from the beginning to eternity because he created all of it, all of it. I want to first say that I was listening to a speaker a few days ago and stated, and this is not word for word, but uh, he said we as conservatives are not a threat to democracy. The others are. I want to say that in this way. We as Christian conservatives are not a threat to democracy. The ungodly are. What we are as conservative God-fearing Christians are are a threat to the hypocrisy of those who lie about God. Jesus said it many times as he spoke to the ungodly non-believers, ye fools and hypocrites, and then went on to expose them. We have a duty to expose those fools and hypocrites. I had a good friend and fellow Christ follower send me this statement as we were having a text conversation. Meekness is power under control. Still courageous but humble and kind. Meekness is not and should not be weakness, but godly strength. The book of Joel starts out with this verse. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. The Lord here means Lord God, the Father, the creator of all things. Joel, which in name means the Lord is God, is writing the word given to him by God. He says to hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Joel wanted the undivided attention of the older, wiser men of age who had seen many things through their years, but also to all people or inhabitants. Then he says to tell these things that they know and will hear to their children and their children and their children another generation. In other words, tell us so they can keep telling all generations. Not only tell the generations of their failings, but also tell them of God's great mercy and blessing, even through the evil, ungodly attitudes of many. And that is what we should be doing today. He speaks of the locust plague that Moses spoke of and the destruction that would prevail. He tells the drunkards to awake because soon there would be no wine to drink. Read Joel 1, 14 and 15, and let that sink in. I hope you're curious. And you read these verses and more. Then if you continue to read Joel, you will get the rest of what I am saying now. Joel was talking of the past and present and the terrible events of plagues and godlessness and godless nations conquering many nations and tribes. How the land was destroyed by these plagues and evil nations as God allowed these evil deeds upon the people who professed their love for God but lived in evil, sinful lives of self-destruction. Joel tells them to be ashamed and howl of their pain due to their unbelief and the result of that unbelief. As you read further, Joel talks about the vast painful punishment that pursued, the meat cut off before their eyes, rotten seed that won't produce. Gatherers of the grains and fruits have nothing to gather. Even the beasts groan because they have no pasture as drought allows the fires to burn the pastures. Locusts and other pestilence will eat all that is edible and cannot be stopped, and the waters are dried up. Chapter 2 begins with, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. And goes on in verse 2, talking of the darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, and so on as you read the scriptures in front of you within Joel. 
The blowing of the trumpet is a call to worship, prayer, and unity with God. The thick darkness is view of the vast population of locusts God will allow to eat up the blessing of the Creator given to us from His earth. The day of the Lord is always speaking of His eternal judgment that will come upon the creation as well. The next several verses describe the plague to come and the viciousness of the destruction and the fierceness of just a small pest of God's creation. Think about the size of a locust and how this small creature can destroy so much. This shows the sheer magnitude of God's power over the creation. Normal weapons of war that we think are so strong are useless against the small creation. Chapter 2, verse 11 speaks again of the day of the Lord, but this time I think this speaks not only of the times that Joel is in, but also the coming day of the Lord that we read about in Revelation. The godless evil people will try to make war with Christ, only to be utterly defeated, and some even trying to die to hide themselves from the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, and they will not die but endure pain for eternity. But praise God, he gives us a cure or the antidote of mercy as I call it. Verse 2, 12, and 13. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Joel says to gather the people and ask the Lord, Uh, to spare the people, which are believers in the one and only true God in Christ our Savior. If this is done in true spirit and of a heart for God in true faith, God will forgive and bless his people. The rest of this chapter speaks of a gracious, forgiving, merciful, blessing God that will deliver those who believe from the evil of the world. Chapter 3 really opened my eyes to what is happening today. Again, the Bible will speak of past, present, and future, sometimes all in the same chapter or even in the same verse. Read chapter 3 and then come back to this podcast if you're not already there and reading along. This chapter speaks of the coming day of the Lord as toward the Jewish people and the remnant. Another lesson for another day there. But this chapter forewarns us all of the coming evil that will be endured and the battle of the flesh with spirit and the proud haughtiness of man that will think they can beat God. Here it is spoken of the abominations of shedding of innocent blood of the unborn, of the anti-Christian violence against the true believers of Christ, the worship of idols that defame our God, the vast and sickening evil that will be dominant in the land. But praise God, there is the grace, forgiveness, and mercy upon us that are His. We are seeing these evils today, not only of these terrible evil abominations, but also just of a faithless, godless lifestyle and attitude. We have many people who promote this liberal evil lifestyle and push it upon those who do not want it. Many people today claim they are deserving of all things free and unencumbered and that someone owes them something because of who they are or what they believe. Listen, people, God owes you nothing. And his creation owes you nothing but damnation and death. This sinful world may be yours to pleasure in for a moment, but the day of reckoning is coming. I am sick and tired of hearing people talk about how much they have been abused and what they think they are owed from this country and all the people in it. You are owed nothing more than the possible 
grace and mercy of our God through the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. And that is it. That grace and mercy is the only freebie given in this world. Everything else cost somebody or something. No one deserves any more than what rightfully belongs to you from your hard work and perseverance, which come from the blessings of God upon your endeavors as you seek him and his mercy. I watch and listen as perverted-minded, confused, or just plain evil people cry out that they have been or are treated unfairly or unjustly because of some reason or purpose. Listen, read God's word, and take it in as you deserve nothing but eternal punishment. We all deserve nothing but eternal damnation. Whatever we have on this earth is just that, of and on this earth. It will mean nothing on the day of the Lord. Nothing. Open your eyes and look and listen at the things being pressed forward and claimed today. We have many godless leaders, liars with no truth in them, evil spewing, devil, and idol-worshiping people who want us to give up our faith to align with them. They want to destroy our country and our freedom so that they can rule over us in their hypocrisy. I listen as our so-called leaders of this nation spew continual lies and blame all but themselves for our loss of blessing in this country. I have never seen the utter and shameful evil and lies being spewed as they are today. We are and better understand that what Joel speaks of is in comparison of today, yesterday, and days to come. We as believers need to be strong and tell the truth regardless of the circumstances and persecution. We need people to hear and understand the truth so we as a people can cry out to God for his mercy. We are heading down a wide path of destruction, of our freedoms, of which one is the most vital, our freedom to worship our God and Creator. All other freedoms in life itself fall underneath this primary freedom. Without God, without Christ, we are damned as a people. God in his infinite grace and mercy is the only thing that will keep us Nothing else. If you think this sounds harsh, cruel, unfair, racist, biased, critical, or whatever the terms may be today, then you don't read and understand God's word and truth. Yes, God is love, pure, true, unadulterated love, but he is also the final judge according to his word. You are given the chance to repent of your sin and accept the only free thing in this world in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God's true love toward us. If you choose not to accept God's gift and sacrifice for you, then you have chosen your judgment. This is what you will find when you understand God. These words in the liberal cry for me, it is not my fault, the I have been treated unfairly attitude, and the world owes me something. These lawless people's view are most times just wrong. Truth is truth, whether you believe it or not. I may be a victim of cancel culture, but at least I will not be a victim of being unfaithful to my God. The God I believe and have faith in that is alive and still in control has by his word given me the duty to tell the truth, his truth. Why might I offend some? Because the truth can be offensive to those who do not want to hear or to be told the truth. I am above no one, but I am under God to do his will and to speak the truth. I understand sin and evil. I am the chief of all sinners and was bound to eternal damnation. 
if it not being for Jesus, saving me from my sin, it simply means I am forgiven, continually, once and for all forgiven, as Jesus stands before God, covering my sin by the blood that he shed. What can be more loving than that? If you want to truly see and understand God's judgment, read his word. Accept Christ and pray for understanding. You want to truly see and understand God's absolute love and mercy? Do the same. Open your eyes and seek the truth of God and look at the world today. And I don't care what political or cultural aspect you're trying to relate to. Look only for the truth and you will have to admit to at least yourself that this world is not long for God's vengeance. And know it is God's to do with it as he sees fit. Because we did not come to be by mistake or random happening. We were created for a purpose, and that purpose belongs to our creator. My conclusion to this podcast is that we need to repent, as Joel writes. We need to go to our knees and beg God for his mercy. And we need to pray for God to open hearts to the truth, which is him, and continue in that faith until our Savior returns to take us before the day of the Lord. This is a warning from Joel, but more than that, this is a plea from my heart for all that are hearing this. I want this country to return to its roots of being, but more than that, I want all to see eternity with Christ. The rendering of Joel that I've given you is from an application to life, and the book goes much deeper than that. But my view of it, today is to to try to relate to these books for life application. That is what I attempted to accomplish. Please get into God's true word and study for yourself to obtain wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But to do that, you have to have the Holy Spirit to determine how to apply the truth to you in your life. Please hear these words and seek the truth. And that truth is through the Holy Spirit, God's Word, prayer, supplication, and faith in knowing that our God is the true one and only living God, the God that created all things. Please, listen. And until the next time, the Lord willing, look up and live life knowing of His return and living your life with that at the forefront. I hope God blesses you. And I hope these podcasts give you something to think about. See you the next time. 